welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave us a review so others can find the show too. My guest today is Natalie Sturm. Natalie is a soil science PhD student in Dr. Haley Neely's Applied Soil Physics Lab at WSU. Before starting her program at WSU, Natalie earned a bachelor's degree in agroecology from Montana State University and a master's degree in agronomy from South Dakota State University. During her master's, she quantified the differences in soil health properties between several long-term no-till crop rotations under the advisement of Dr. Duane Beck. Now, Natalie is excited to learn more about agriculture across the Pacific Northwest and to apply cropping systems principles to solve soil management challenges. Hello, Natalie. Hi, Drew. So welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. Um, I wonder if you can tell us some of those soil management challenges that you and, and the Neely Soils Lab are trying to address. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we are a soil physics lab, so we deal with all those physical uh, properties that relate to soil. So things like water movement and retention, um, erosion, and then our big one right now is soil compaction. So we have a, a large uh, field-scale soil compaction research project that we're working on to to try to work on measuring soil compaction, defining what does soil compaction do to soil function and crop growth, um, and then what can we do about soil compaction in terms of management. Okay. Well, you know, soil compaction is a fairly ubiquitous problem in production agriculture. Are, are there any common mis? conceptions about soil compaction? Yeah, yeah. So like you said, there it's pretty widespread um, in, in production agriculture, simply because we use really large and really heavy equipment um, on our fields. And so we're never going to totally avoid compaction, um, but the hope is maybe we can try to kind of minimize it. Um, I think some of the main misconceptions come from just kind of our lack of knowledge around compaction. Um, there's a lot of unknowns. For example, how bad truly is soil compaction um, for crop growth and eventually crop yield? You know, you hear these numbers like, oh, 40% yield drag in a compacted soil. I have yet to find that number actually anywhere in the research literature. Um, and so there's a lot of work to be done in terms of how bad is compaction for crop growth. Some growers that I talk to say, oh, yeah, I, I really notice it and I want to do something about it because I think it's hurting me economically. And other folks say, Compaction, that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so that that's kind of a, a big unknown. Um, I think some of the other misconceptions have to do with how to manage compaction or what's causing it. So I'll talk to some growers who say, oh, I deep ripped that field 20 years ago and I've never had compaction uh, ever again. Um, whereas other growers just say, well, ever since I switched to no-till, my compaction issues have gone away. So there's kind of a lot of sort of gray area about like what really is causing compaction and what systems make compaction worse. And so there's a lot of room to, to figure out what's going on there. Okay. I know uh, way back uh, when I was at Nebraska, we did some soil compaction work uh, with sunflowers and sorghum and dryland corn, trying to figure out which crop was affected more by it. And I remember one of the difficulties I had was we had one of these uh, probes you stick in mm -hmm. the soil and 
and just operating those is kind of interesting. And then <laughs> depending on the soil moisture level, all those change. So it's it's not we hear soil compaction, but it's 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 not so easy right, to measure. Right. And and that's and that's part of what we're working on is how do you measure it? Because like you said, up until recently, it's it's been very person dependent. So who's pushing that ham probe into the ground and what does that really mean? So we actually have a hydraulically mounted uh, soil penetrometer that we're using for our field scale compaction measurements. Um, and it basically measures uh, the force that it takes to drive that um, penetrometer into the ground. And that gives us a little bit better reading that's not so user dependent um, because it is hydraulically operated. And so we're really excited about that tool and that'll hopefully be really helpful. Yeah, that reminds me of going out to the field one time with a, a, a gentleman who was much larger than I was and he was able to push <laughs> yes. that thing in and I was jumping on it. I couldn't get in. Yeah. There, so so um, what are some of the contributions you're making to this Neely Soils Lab in, in terms of compaction? Yeah, yeah. So as I mentioned, um, I have some other uh, colleagues in the lab working on that that penetrometer to better me uh, measure compaction. I another colleague is working on those crop yield impacts, and then my role um, is to say, okay, there's compaction. What do we do about it? How can we manage it? And what would be some ways um, to, to deal with that compaction once it's there? Um, and then I'm also hoping to kind of gauge farmer perceptions as well to see how widespread is compaction in Washington um, and even nationwide with some of my uh, research. And to see, you know, is this something that farmers are concerned about, something that they want to manage? Um, and if so, what would they like to see be done from the research side of things um, to, to manage that compaction? One of the ways that I'm doing that is through focus groups. We're calling them soil compaction think tanks, um, where I'm gathering uh, groups of farmers all across Washington state, as well as Texas and Wisconsin. And I am basically doing kind of this guided discussion format where growers and I just kind of have this back and forth about um, how bad is soil compaction right now? Do they want to do anything about it? What can I, as a researcher, do for them uh, to help come up with some some better management techniques? So that's been pretty exciting to to get to work on. Okay, if if, uh, if a girl is interested in becoming or attending one of these focus groups, yeah. how, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so we have been going through mostly county extension agents. So I would say if you're interested in attending a focus group, uh, be on the lookout for any, you know, sort of uh, advertisement or emails or phone calls from your local county agent and be ready for a focus group coming to your county soon. <laughs> All right. Very good. Um, what will you do with the information uh, after you complete the focus groups after? And I'm also kind of curious whether you expect to hear different things from people, not uh, even within, if you're going across the state of Washington, Eastern versus Western, and then Texas yep. and, and uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So we are, and that's kind of the reason why we're doing this over such a broad range is we're really curious to say, does rainfall, soil type, and cropping system, does that impact the level of concern uh, that growers have for the for soil compaction, as well as the prevalence um, of that soil compaction. And so I do expect to see some differences um, in terms of the levels of concern and just the levels of compaction um, across those different regions. I'm also really interested to see um, what different ideas for management come up across these different regions. Because I do think somebody, you know, in the Ritzville area is probably – 
going to have some different ideas of things they'd be willing to try on their farm uh, compared to somebody from, you know, Wisconsin <laughs> might be a little bit different. Um, so that'll be really interesting uh, to see those differences. In terms of what I'll be doing with the information um, that I've gathered, again, I'm really trying to make my research as relevant and applicable, um, as useful as possible for growers. So I hope to take any of their ideas or concerns um, and kind of build that into our research program and then disseminate those results back to those same growers and say, look, you were curious about compost or gypsum applications. I ran this trial and this is what I found. And so kind of having, trying to have that sort of, you know, cyclical approach to research. Okay. Cool. So, so what other projects are you working on to study how uh, compaction affects management? Yeah, yeah. So, um, in addition to those focus groups, and then any you know um, application trials that come from that, in terms of like compost or, or liming, I'm also doing a crop type sequence trial. Um, so, looking at the order in which we plant different crop types, specifically thinking about their root systems. So, grass crops have fibrous roots. Broadleaf crops have tap roots. Our question is, in a compacted setting, is it better to, say, plant that taproot first and maybe try to break through a hard pan and then come in with a fibrous rooting system? Or maybe does that fibrous rooting system, uh, maybe it's better able to find small cracks in that hard pan, break it up a little bit, and then come in with a taproot. This kind of came about because you hear a lot about, like, tillage radish is really good and canola is great. But then you go out into a field setting and I've seen tillage radishes that are like above the ground. <laughs> they don't even they don't even make it through that hard pan. And so there's a lot of questions regarding which crops really are best if you want to go the cropping route to try to manage compaction. I remember uh, in western Nebraska going out into some uh, sunflower fields and sunflowers are you know, suppose they have a yeah. strong tap root and you dig down and that root hit the hard pan and yep. then just went sideways <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it never did go through that hard pan. Yep. So yeah. yeah, that's a good question. So uh, what would you tell a farmer who's concerned about soil compaction on, on their farm? Yeah, yeah. So the way I like to think of it is the best way to manage soil compaction is to avoid soil compaction in the first place. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to get rid of compaction once you've got it. Um, so as, as difficult as this is to say, you know, easier said than done, avoiding driving on really wet soil is is kind of the key. Um, sometimes we don't have a choice, you know, we got to get in when, into the field when we can get in. Um, but avoiding those driving on wet soils as much as possible really is kind of um, the key. All right. Well, thank you, Natalie. Is there is there a place uh, people can go to find your research? Does uh, uh, the Neely Lab have a website where they post these we, things? We don't have a website currently. I'm hoping to publish some uh, extension publications um, for sure from the results of those focus groups to kind of give a regional and nationwide picture of what's going on with uh, soil compaction. And then as well as some extension and other publications about the results from those management trials. All right. Well, uh, thank you for being my guest today. I think soil compaction is an issue that often gets overlooked and yet probably robs at least some yes. yield from many fields throughout the the country really yeah. so very interesting to see how the, your results turn out here in a year or two and and um again thanks for joining me today. yeah thanks so much for having me thanks for joining us and listening to the wsu wheat beat podcast 
If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear in future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications and the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.